Welcome to the Sports Reverends Podcast. My name is Dan Chandran. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Drew Martin, and my big bro, the coach. If you can't tell who's who, well, you just, you know, you're gonna need some work to figure that out. How are you fellas doing? We can never decide who goes first. Yeah, I I would go first because I'm gonna say this. Given the way the cameras are right now, it's kind of hard to tell what shade you are. Because we always told you you were adopted growing up, and you look pretty light right now. So people can't guess. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's just rude. As light as he looks, I look a shade lighter. <laughs> <laughs> we're literally joined with Casper. Come on, man. Come on. Um, I'm a reverend in downtown Toronto. Drew is a reverend somewhere in Manitoba in the middle of somewhere called at Bethel Selkirk. And uh, the coach is our analytics Master, he knows all numbers. And if there's only one lie we tell on this show is that I'm the analytics master. I just don't. I don't know how else to describe him. He's just the only one that's not a reverend. All right, but he's a he's a coach. He's coached. You had to give him some sort of title. I just had to. Yeah, and I thought analytics sounds cool because that's the cool thing nowadays. <sighs> coach, why don't you Molly Caram and just tell us what's going on today? <laughs> Uh, you can tell we're having a good day today. We're having a good day today. We got some quick hitters coming up. Uh, we will talk about the probably most exciting thing that happened all weekend: NFL playoffs. I think, aside from church, I don't know. I may have slept through my church, but I don't know. It won't happen. Wow. Uh, and then we were gonna have some real talk about a couple of uh, at least one big topic about uh, standing up for your faith. So let's get rolling with some quick hitters, guys. All right, time for the quick hitters. I'm going first. Yep. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is open to restructuring his deal, but remains undecided about his future. Scott Rowland was voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He was the only one voted in this year. Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke, open to taking a pay cut to stay with the Dallas Cowboys. Jonathan Isaac played his first competitive game in over 900 plus days. Bless. Bruce Boudreaux was officially fired by the classy Vancouver's Canucks organization. And before we go anywhere else, it's time to go to commercial. Now this commercial is near and dear to my heart because it's a mentorship program that I got the privilege of starting in downtown Toronto. It's kids helping kids and we give a uh, an opportunities for uh, kids to learn and grow that are in a marginalized neighborhood and we give them opportunities for a safe space as well for them to hang out and on top of that one of the things we're very excited for is the basketball program we're starting that the coach to my that way is uh, going to be coaching this basketball program and if anyone has been coached by the coach before they know that he's, he's going to teach you life lessons for on the court and off the court that will change your life forever and he's going to train you up and it's all built and rooted in biblical principles which is really cool and he's going to make them run a lot get them in get them in line and uh, teach them some real good discipline and uh, we're going to see these kids have some really good opportunities uh before them and they don't pay a dime because we're asking uh, all of you guys to help support and what they pay is volunteer hours uh to go along with their uh learning how to work and, and discipline skills so we're going to try to provide them with all the league fees, the court fees, the the uniforms, the shoes, all of it. And uh, they're just going to pay uh, that way through volunteer. So please support at Urban Hope. Uh, uh, you can go through the church, uh, through the sportsrevens.com website, hit the sponsors page. You can see the Urban Hope, the ways to give there. And uh, thank you once again. Let's go. Awesome. awesome, awesome. There's only one team in my entire life that I couldn't coach the way I wanted to coach. That was a... Uh, no, 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 no. It was a grade six and seven girls basketball team. And it was very strange. It was very strange because the first tryout, I had one girl coming into the gym and she started counting the tiles on the roof. And um, it was one of those like, uh, what was it? What do you call those like city leagues, the regular leagues? Rec leagues? Not rec not rec league, you pay to community play. League. Community, yeah, yeah, community. So everybody had to play. Strangest, strangest team I've ever had to coach. Anyways, a little bit of tidbit there for you. Don Haskins, one of the greatest coach coaches. He started with, with women's basketball, too. 
So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a different story altogether. I don't think I'm quite at that level yet. Or well, yeah. Anyways, let's talk NFL playoffs before we get derailed here. Um, let's see your thoughts. Any surprises? Any guesses? What's coming up next week? Let's start with uh, Casey in Jacksonville. Drew, why don't you start us off? Well, I obviously had no surprises. I'm still perfect in predicting all these games. Ten uh, so yeah, and ten, ten and O. Um, yeah, but this was a this was a closer game than I think a lot of us thought it was going to be. Uh, but granted, Mahomes was hurt, and I was surprised he came back because Penny looked like he could have just kept on going. He had a really nice drive at the end of the half. Uh, but I think Jacksonville has staked their claim as a for real team. I think they'll be back to the playoffs next year, and I think they'll look even better. But for now, Kansas City on top. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, incredible game of Mahomes showing that he's a warrior and uh, they can win in many different ways. Jacksonville is definitely up and coming, though. Uh, like like Drew said. They have very to I, I don't know what maybe their secondary might be their weakest um, part of their their team I don't know uh, they're they're really good everywhere else Patrick Mahomes was forced uh, Andy Reid forced him to go to uh, get his foot X-rayed his ankle X-rayed uh, he wanted to just stay out there and just keep playing but Andy Reid made him go and then uh, he said if it's not uh, broken you can you can come back in and it's amazing to see uh, all the media. Uh, try to say, oh, he should have never been playing. They should have never put him back in. Um, but the thing is, this is this is sports. You know, it's not a concussion. It's not like a, a mental health thing, right? This is an ankle. Let him play. If he wants to play, let him play. Come on. Tape it up. I Are like we that. concerned with the high ankle sprain? Yes. Do you think that's going to hurt him next week, Sunday? Uh, it probably will. It, it keeps him in the pocket, right? And... Mm-hmm. But knowing that your quarterback's going to be in the pocket, you can game plan around that. And Andy Reid is a genius when it comes to offensive scheming. So I'm sure he'll have a way to have an extra blocker and keep the playbook simplified. I think Travis Kelsey is going to see a lot of action next week. Yeah, and having uh, having no Tyreek Hill this year, he's had to learn to place kind of, I call it small ball, but it's like short short ball basically and be able to to be have a, a really developed pocket presence which he has he's really exceeded uh, uh in that and and so that's good to see i think he'll do okay but he'll still be less than he'll it'll, it'll, it'll even the odds for sure let's go to um a bit of a upset for me buffalo cincinnati damn when you start us off honestly uh we the, when I originally predicted Cincinnati winning, um, it was when they were healthy. When I heard the three O linemen were out, I thought this game was going to be really close. But uh, I'm going to save my anger, or not my anger, my hate for Buffalo uh, for a few moments because they're going to be my lateral uh, to get off of my team. Um, what I'm going to do is praise Cincinnati because that their, their head coach showed that he's the real deal. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. showed that, in my opinion, I guess, is is – top top t- uh, above Josh Allen right now in the level of quarterback play. He is incredible, doesn't make mistakes and he commands the pocket. Like it's that's what you have to be able to do. Drew, well, I think it, well it goes back to what I said 2 weeks ago in the playoffs. You need to be able to run the ball, you need to be able to play defense. And Buffalo can't do either right now. Um like I believe they had 19 rushes for like 60 yards. That doesn't win. And they just look like they straight up couldn't tackle. Uh, Joe Mixon ran all over them. Um, I didn't know Von Miller made this much of a difference to their defense. Um, they were missing Micah Hyde, a couple players on defense. But you know what? You can't ask Josh Allen to do this much. You can't ask any quarterback to do this much and expect to win. Every team left has at least – some kind of running game, like even Kansas City, a team that doesn't really run. They they've looked they've gotten different ways. They do short passes to their running backs. Uh, they get their running backs involved. But if you can completely take that out of the game, you can shut a team down. And Josh Allen uh, has been 
not great this year and he's turned the ball over a lot not as much as Dak Prescott but uh yeah you get you make mistakes in the playoffs you're going to get hurt since he's the real deal i think i think that game is going to be the best of the playoffs i think whoever wins uh KC Cincinnati is going to win the super bowl ooh that's a big call it's a big call yeah it's i read a, i was reading a few headlines and you can't you're right you cannot be one dimensional in the playoffs and Andy Reid is allergic to the run, but he still managed to find a way to get it done because he knows that you have to keep teams off balance, right? So you take away an entire playbook, then you're pretty easy to game plan for. Um, so, yeah, well, before we even flip to the other side of the coin here, since he Kansas City, I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. A phenomenal game. I'm looking, looking forward to this. Um, let me go with your thoughts, Dan. It's Clash of the Titans here. Um, I think with a wounded Mahomes, um, honestly, this Cincy is, they might, the, the weakest part of their roster might be their secondary, which is not even that terrible. Obviously, with the O-line being decimated, maybe that's their weakest part. I don't know. This is going to be a really tough game. It's a, it's a toss-up. Um, I, I have to back up Mahomes. I think that's going to probably be wrong. Um, but my heart goes with Mahomes because I don't know what to choose because I think they're so evenly matched. Uh, they've lost three times. The Kansas City Chiefs have lost the last three games to the to the Bengals. And um, honestly, I know Andy Reid's a genius, but it's going to be a lot for them to overcome. But they're at home. It's Mahomes. I have to roll with them. Okay. Okay. Drew? I'm going to take the Bengals. I think, I think I'm going to take the Bengals uh, just – I think the X factor is the running game of the Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon is a horse. Like you can just, he gets 20 to 25 touches a game. He's a game changer. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. I think the teams are so identical except for uh, the X factor of the run game. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. For all you longtime listeners out there, you will remember that Drew has forecasted that Casey will never win in the next 10 years. He just, the man just said, Casey Cincinnati, Super Bowl champ. So he's picking Cincinnati. So sticking true. Um, let's flip to the NFC. Uh, feel bad for dad, but um, Philly, Giants. It's Drew. the dud of the weekend. <laughs> um, if you want to call me wrong in one aspect, it was this game. I still picked Philly, but I thought it would be a closer game. Uh, Philly looks complete. Like their Jalen Hurts looks like the MVP that he most likely will be. Um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say is I think Philly will be coming into this next game not having been tested very much because mm. New York did not give them even a fight. So, um, that's going to be the one knock against them. Have the bye week, then not play a real tough opponent that would be my only concern this game wasn't good i didn't like watching it uh but yeah philly looks good against new york yeah i know it's heavyweight versus a lightweight this game was and philly is top to bottom um i think uh yeah i don't know how many um starters on the Giants, whatever, start even for Philly. That's how good their team is. And then they're healthy at the right time. Um, they definitely look good. I don't know if I would actually relate Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan as uh, as coach their coach did, but um, it's going to be a good. I think the two teams that are the best teams in the NFC made it to the championship game. Yeah, um I would I don't know which one I was more surprised, winning uh, ten pin bowling for the first time, or the Eagles shutting out the Giants for the first half felt like like I don't know which was more surprising. Um, yeah, honestly, a huge dud of the game or the weekend, but that's okay, that's okay. We had three to four were were great games. Three to four were great games. Now to the best game. Of the entire right, get it out game. first. Get it out first. Right. Absolute best game where the San Francisco 49ers absolutely destroyed the Cowboys and their anemic quarterback 
and terrible play calling and destroyed dumb dumb of a coach i don't know drew what else you want to add to this litany of praises to the i, I said dak had to dak had to protect the ball for dallas to win i said it throw two picks you lose that's it they can't run the ball zeke sucks uh cut him make tony sign tony pollard yeah. make him your number one running back revolve your offense around tony pollard you can use him like a Christian McCaffrey. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's more talented. Get that dead weight off your team. There's no wonder Zeke is going to say, I want to take a pay cut because no one wants him. I just have to give the flowers to San Francisco, too. They are an incredible defense. They played very well. I think the game was a very tight game. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's the mistakes that made the difference. But uh, it's the, to me, the bigger question is not um, what San Fran's going to do going forward. I think they will have, like, if, if Brock Purdy lays an egg this next game, right, or, or even in the Super Bowl, what are they going to do with them, right? Uh, so that's their only, like, and they lost all the draft capital uh, trying to getting Christian McCaffrey and, and all that, too. So they may have and to Trey build Lance. that up again. Yeah, and Trey Lance, exactly. Um, so... Uh, the only question for them is they're going to be their quarterback if they don't if they don't win. If for the Cowboys, what do they do? Like, what do you do from this point? You paid forty plus million for this this quarterback, and yep. the biggest hole is the quarterback. Um, yeah, you have all the weapons in the world. You have everything, and the defense. Like, how good is Micah Parsons? Like, my goodness. Just yeah. there's nothing to say. There's nothing I can say. This is, I just have to eat this and be sad. I say I my, think the, my sad song. The difference in these two teams, I think, comes down to selfless play. You look at a guy like George Kittle, super talent, probably one of the most talented uh, tight ends in the league, but does not care about catching the ball. He's out there. He says, you could run the ball 30 times a game. I love to run block. Uh, look at like guys like Kyle Juszczyk. Not many teams use a fullback anymore. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, it feels like they just play for each other. Like they don't care who gets the credit. You got Debo doing whatever you want. Like he'll be running back, he'll be wide receiver, whatever. Brock Purdy doesn't have to throw the ball too much. Like it just seems. And, and in Dallas, like it's it sort of feels like a bunch of talented players, sort of all wanting their time in the sun. And I think that's the difference. I think Dallas has more raw talent, but I think San Francisco is a better team. Yeah, like I think when when Purdy hit Kittle over the middle to, and he had juggled that that pass, that was the turning point for that team. That really broke that for whatever reason. That instilled some confidence and um, got them going. And if anybody was going to be a sulky on that team, it could have been Debo when they're bringing in McCaffrey because he, he t- takes away touches, takes away yards, right? But, um, yeah, th- they're playing a really strong team. Um, they're peaking at the right time. They may have a quarterback controversy moving into the offseason, but um, that's, that's a whole other story. How do these guys match up against Philadelphia? Because Philadelphia is a strong team. Yeah, and and it's a lot of similar game styles. It's yeah. strong defense, strong running game. Uh, now the X factor I think in this game is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts with his playmaking abilities and running game, I think is the separator. But yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, like like saying, Andy right? Reid, is yeah. is a genius. Um, not to take anything away from Sirianni, he's probably going to get coach of the year this year. But yeah, uh, yeah it, this this is both these games are going to be so good. And uh, yeah, but I will take San Francisco. Okay. Okay. And if you got you got Cincy, San Fran, you're picking Cincy to win the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I think Joe Burrow, I think the best quarterback wins. All right. I like it. I like it. My turn. I'm going with San Fran as well. Um, 
uh, that that pressure they're going to put on Jalen Hurts and and I I think Kyle Shanahan's game plan against the Cowboys was pretty vanilla overall. I think he's going to come up. With I don't some... think he showed much. I don't yeah. think he showed much. They exactly. only gave the McCaffrey only carried the ball ten times. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I know he got banged up a little bit, but I, I think he's going to come up with some really good stuff with Philly. Uh, he's going to have to. And uh, overall, I got Mahomes winning it all, Kansas okay. City. Well, I'm going to be contrarian. Um, my heart's with San Fran. I'm picking Philly um, just to avoid any emotional, emotional that, that way, That way you're happy either way, right? Exactly. exactly. He's been doing, using this sports You're happy if you're right. You're happy if San Fran wins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going Philly. I'm picking Mahomes. I'm picking Mahomes in, in in the Super Bowl. Been there, done that kind of deal. Super Bowl is a different game altogether, and I think the experience will help him out. So uh, we got two for Kansas City, one for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Drew is ten and zero. You and I are. Yeah. Wait, I'm eight and two. Are you? What are you? You are seven and three, I think, because you chose Probably. the. Yeah, I, I chose the Bills. Yeah, chose, chose the Bills. The Bills. And Did I you chose the Forty Niners? No, you're right. You're eight and two. Eight and two, right there behind you. Eight and two. So. So. We'll see. So uh, it's gonna be a big separator these these this, this weekend. This is it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either we catch or we don't. <laughs> yeah. But we get to repick even if we're wrong. After Next this week. weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We have to. Yeah. All right. Um, great talk, guys. Um, I think you have a game for us. Yes. All right. You guys ready? Now, no. this game is uh, even I got a special slide here for you guys that you can't see yet. You'll see later. I got a counter as well. And basically, it's a simple game. Okay. And it's a pointed game. Um, you guys are going to work together. I'm going to give you either a definition or a sentence or something. And you have to give me the what the what what i'm trying to describe the words i'm trying to describe okay so it's like jeopardy kind of well i don't know how jeopardy works because it tries don't you have to answer with the form of a question and stuff like that no but you give us the answer and we try and tell you what pretty much pretty much okay so you can work together and and you'll see okay um it's a golf tournament that is the main golf tournament that you could ever play uh, masters masters perfect okay so that's one. Oh. all right all right i got a counter oops i went minus one there okay there we go okay that's how it goes that's that's one good job okay it's going to be a mix of sports and some other stuff but oh, ready? okay so in america some states you're allowed to have a pit in your garage after 1982 the pit in some states like colorado became illegal if you had one of those pits before the law was passed in 1982 your pit was blank in grandfathered grandfathered okay perfect easy easy all right the next one is this uh another a, a term for an easy victory or something that's easily accomplished layup well, yeah. nope walk over nope it involves there's dessert in the word word piece of cake close Oh, dessert in the word. And you go easy as pie. Uh, no, it's closer to cake. Cake. It has cake in it. Uh, cakewalk. Cakewalk. Perfect. All right, three. You guys got three. You're three. You're three for three. Um, okay. Someone who delivers mail. Mailman. Mailman. Perfect. Another word for pop. Soda. Soda. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you go down south in the Americas, get some fried chicken, you get some collard greens, some mac and cheese. What kind of food is it? Southern comfort. Southern. Nope. Come on. Comfort food. A little more darker. Cajun. No. Come on. Um. What is the bottom of your heel? Bottom of your foot. Soul food. I said soul soul food. food. Oh, you said it? Okay, he said perfect. that. Soul food. I didn't hear that. Okay. So a word for having respect and good manners after you finish a sporting event. You shake the other team's hands. You're showing Sportsmanship. good. Sportsmanship. Excellent. Uh, the Minnesota's hockey team. Wild. Wild. Perfect. Uh, okay. I got a few more here. Uh, first year of university, you're referred to as a? Freshman. Perfect. 
blank and blank. We welcome you to this great event. It's a group of women and a ladies group of guys. and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, excellent. Oh, you're doing good. Filling How up are we a supposed basket. to work together in this? I don't know. If you can't get it, I guess you just try to like figure it out. <laughs> um, filling up a basket of food, then bringing it to the park. You were having a picnic. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I got one more for you. One more for you. The uh, cheapest seats in the stadium. And it's, Nosebleeds. It's a, a informal used to describe critics or hecklers. Peanut um, gallery. Peanut gallery. Excellent. Okay. 12 to 12. Okay. So I, I did this game for you to show you this, to share with you. This is a pointed game today. Um, this is University of Pennsylvania. This is also Stanford's and uh, Harvard's. The words that you said, Harvard's, this is the Harvard's. words that you guys said are on their no-no list. You're not allowed to use those words because they are offensive. <laughs> so you guys are all in trouble, and I'm sending you in to the dean. All right. So I just had to all put right. that through because uh, I think it leads into our conversation a little bit today. All right. I'm glad there was a point to that game because I was uh, definitely wondering where that was going. Where this is going is our next sponsor, Train to Invest. Um what do you do to retire? The old ways of investing in mutual funds will not get it done. No one has ever gotten rich off of mutual funds, at least with starting with a minimal amount. And uh, we need guidance, just like anything else. Uh, learning a new skill, you need, you need teachers, you need a course, you need structure. And that's what we provide at Train to Invest. Uh, it's a lecture-based teaching program where we turn you into a novice to an expert investor taking out the middleman saving yourselves the returns and the fees and watching your account grow because no one else is going to take care of your money like you will um so visit www.train2invest.com download the ebook give it a read and uh reach out to us we'd love to chat with you uh see if we're the right fit and see if we can help you make your future dreams come true www.train the number two invest.com. Uh, let's, let's get to our real talk. Uh, I really enjoyed these sessions in the last couple of months. And uh, I think it's, it's brought a new dynamic to the show. Would you guys agree? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about, we, we titled this section pride before the fall. And I, I think what Daniel came up with this, that title. Drew did, Drew did. Drew did. Perfect. The, the creative guy came up with it. Cancel and, <laughs> and we're going to start off with a story. Uh, Provorov, he is a hockey player for the Philadelphia Flyers. They had the a Pride Night last week. I believe it was last week, Tuesday, actually. And um, he refused to wear a Pride jersey during warm-ups. And this is what he said. I respect everyone. I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. So you can only imagine the uproar and the tears and the outrage that was poured out of this because someone refused to support the alphabet mafia. Can you imagine the just the gall of this man to stand by his beliefs in a non-threatening way? Is that allowed? What are your thoughts? I see Drew smiling really big right now. Why don't you start us off? Because this is this is a good topic. And um, yeah, let's just talk it through. It it's it's unbelievable, but it on the other hand, it is believable. Like, like so much props to this guy for doing this because come on there's got to be some believers on yeah. on the team right from america right grew up yeah. in america uh like and a guy from russia is the only one with the stones to do this like um yeah major props to this it, it just it makes no sense like if we had if we had a night celebrate like this would never happen but like you know 
a Jesus celebration night or something like, and we ask people to all wear a Jesus shirt or something like, yeah, they'd be celebrated for not wearing it. Like it's, it's just everything to go against scripture and Christ. And, but this guy's not even standing up against like gay people or like, he's not doing anything. He's just saying, I'm staying true to myself. I respect you, but I don't feel right wearing Like, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know what he's supposed to do in that situation. Yeah, um, I'm more outraged by the, I guess, the, the Sid Six Zeros, the Tim McAuliffe's that continue to share the opinion that anyone who doesn't follow these set of rules i think one of them even said this guy needs to go back to russia and fight for fighting his, a war <laughs> a fight in a war like imagine if i had said that to someone about a different you know uh theme um, i think it's really ridiculous that just because we have a differing opinion we're not saying we're not saying you can't do that but it's okay for them to say that we have to agree. And how do we get to the point where we get that back, where we can have a open discourse or is that totally gone? Are we just fighting for fool's gold? Um, no, it, it's completely gone. Like I, I was listening to Tim McAuliffe talk about being on the right side of history. It's like, he's such an idiot. Like the history hasn't been written yet. How does he know that he's on the right side of history and all that? Like, I don't understand how their logic. And he's like, it's all about inclusivity and, and equality. It's like, so what about Provorov? Like, where's his, where's his being treated equally? So it's only treating equally if you conform to what the mainstream media is shoving down our throats every second of the day, every commercial we watch, everything. Right. It, it's, you can't you can't watch TV anymore without right and I just don't get it being on the right side of history I don't care about being on the right side of history it was a couple of weeks ago we celebrated or America celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day and I would go and venture out to say majority of the people celebrating aren't actually standing with Martin Luther King Jr.'s stance on what he really believes in right um, they, they'll negate all the um, follow Christ, follow Jesus, follow this stuff, all the biblical stuff. But um, they'll hold on to aspects of oh, not even the full uh, spectrum, aspects of the racial equality. And uh, it, it's just incredible how media um, and, and people will twist things. Now, I'm also hopeful in a, in a way because I really think it's not everyone. Now, media makes it sound like it's the majority, high majority of people that think this way. I really think, at least being in, in downtown myself and, and being in, in one of those neighborhoods that's the most police neighborhoods in, in, in Toronto, a lot of the people don't think that way. And I find that well, Provorov's jersey sold out the next day. There you go. Like, that's crazy. That's awesome. So, okay. Let me prep before I say anything. Let me preface this. Um, as a Christian, I believe that being homosexual is a sin. Now, does that change how I feel about you as a person? No. I really don't care. That's your business. So let me preface it that way. I love you regardless. Um, if you, you know, that's fine. What is number one to, to the Tim McAuliffe thing? History is written by the winners. How you decide that this is already the right side. If the Nazis had won World War II, history would be written completely differently. So that's just that mentality, this woke mentality. You got Sid Sixero crying on BT television and on Twitter. It's just, you know, blowing up. It's like, guys, I didn't hear any gay people stand in outrage about this. Right? It's 2023. We have accepted that people are going to be homosexual. And if they want rights, they have rights. There's no barriers for them to do anything. 
right? Like, you, yeah. they can still get a job, drive a car, work whatever, you know, get taxable benefits. All these things have already been decided. The fake outrage is unbelievable because you know it's just for ratings. You know, like, you walk down the street, if you mention this guy's name, no one's going to care. No one is going to care. They're saying, I think, I think the cystic Sarah is saying we should find the flyers a million dollars. How very tolerant of you. How very tolerant of you to say we believe in everybody's beliefs but this. Because that's hate. I'll play devil's advocate. How do you answer? It well, doesn't matter. Let me, free speech is free speech. But let me, let me just, yeah, like the whole thing, the fake outrage is just like sickening. It makes me want to throw up, honestly. But I, I'd love them to actually explain what Provorov did to hurt people. Because what he was taking a stand against, in my opinion, wasn't even against gay people. This night was called Pride Night. They're celebrating pride, which in the church and should be everywhere That's is insane. a sin, right? It's not even like we're like pride of any kind is a sin. And it's it's crazy how backwards the world is from what the foundation and people are say oh, whatever, but the foundation of this country that the United States, right, that they play in, was founded on, they're going polar opposite to everything that they believe. And um, and it takes a Russian, of all people, <laughs> to stand up when, and this is all throughout sports, right? Like, yep. it's happening in football, it's happening in basketball. You're, you're telling me there's no no guys in the NFL that were raised in a Christian home with a mom that took them to church every Sunday that puts on a pride. Like, like we just fall, we just fall, Vic, like we just fall to the side because we're all chasing after our next paycheck or whatever. This guy, yeah, this guy doesn't care. He's standing up for what he believes. And also I have to give kudos to John Tortorella who yeah. stood up after the game and said, he was asked, why didn't you bench this guy? And he said, it wasn't even a thought like this guy's we talked to him he's standing up for what he believes we're behind him and he said you know what it was a great night whatever like he finally actually has respect for this guy he wanted to i think he's had some uh beef with him leading up to this yeah right? they, they were they were looking to tr they were looking to trade him uh now i don't know if they could trade him at this point but <laughs> i think which is he's crazy. actually had He's actually had a couple points in the last couple games. I've been following the Flyers games now. But but doesn't that speak to this man's character? That he's living his life in a way that his teammates and his coach see follows his values. So when he says, I, I, I'm, I'm being true to myself and my religion, he's, he's not just walking. He's not just talking. He's actually walking his faith out. Um. Which and is... it's not like he it's not like he made a big stink about it, right? No. It's not like he went to social media and said, It's so unfair they're trying to get me to wear this jersey. No, right. he he went to his bosses, he pulled them aside, he said, This is what I believe. Is it okay if I just refrain from yeah. wearing the jersey? That's all that's all he did. And, and I think what would make this less of an outrage, in in my opinion at least, is if the same rules applied across everything, right? Because like you said, the Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. thing, it's picking and choosing. It's picking and choosing when it's convenient. And you can't, there's no rules that are effective when they're applied in one place and not the other, or applied in certain times and not others. It, it doesn't make sense. Right. And this whole cancel culture, this whole woke culture, this this tolerant, we have to, to love everybody and accept everybody. It's it is it there's no foundation to it. It's whatever sounds good, whatever feels good in the moment, whatever is going to say make people feel good in this moment. And there's no basis to it. 
2023, I can identify as a pink cat who's pregnant and try and force you to use my pronouns. And if you don't do it, I'm going to throw a fit and I'm allowed to. Well, no, this is not how reality works. You think people in in other parts of the world care what I identify as? You go to Qatar, they did not they don't tolerate homosexualism. I don't know why being gay. They don't tolerate that. Right? There's a reporter who got locked in jail for wearing his pride flag. Granted, he somehow died, and I mean that might be mysterious, but just because we have we, sorry, in North America has an idea of what morality should be doesn't mean everybody has to agree with it. And and that's where we're, we're coming down to this line is where it's it's so scary because you have drag queens and drag shows where kids are being exposed to this. And parents are just willingly taking their kids to go see a drag show in public places. Or, you know, having kids taught about sex when you're in preschool and, and grade one, two, and three. Yeah, that's that's what sort of gets gets me too. And it's like they think we're picking on homosexuality but it's like i don't talk about the way i have sex with my kids either right like it's too young to be talking about that kind of stuff exposing kids to this kind of stuff and they're trying to numb the world to all of this by throwing it in every advertisement that we have yeah. that it's like okay well yeah let's let's talk now they're forcing us to have conversations that I didn't have with my parents till I was 12, 13 years old, right? I'm having to have with my seven-year-old. Like, it's it's so unfair, and it's causing, you know, we're, we're even having discussions about, like, we need to probably pull our kids out of school at some point, homeschool, right? So that we can control what's going into our kids' minds. Not that the teachers are bad, but, like, the whole system is geared uh, to these kids. Like, if we if they get them when they're young, right it's it's going to be all over for us there's a you know we we listen to different media outlets um and and we try to even stay away from um even some of the left uh, left ones and and even still the media outlets they'll bring up these issues they'll share these issues um what's unique with us i think is that we can actually give some uh, relief, some answers, some places where you can turn to. Um, I think there's a major attack on standards and a major attack on identity. And um, when I, I, I've said this before, when you you put your identity in your sexuality, you lose out on what you're actually created for. You lose out on on your purpose and we talked a little bit about purpose last week um i thought maybe you guys could touch on some of these solutions um from a because we can give that perspective that that many of these fox news isn't going to probably give it this way even even many of the the shows we listen to that we like they're not going to give this kind of perspective why don't you guys touch on what we can do what you can do um to combat this and and to succeed and 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 to succeed is to staying on the path that Jesus wants you to stay on. Well, I think it just goes back to our conversation we had last week and, and keep having your identity in, in Christ. Um, that's why um, we, we provide the alpha program and it's just goes right through it. Like who God created you to be and your purpose, right? Cause that's, that's people's number one question is what's my purpose on earth? Is there life after death? Like all this stuff. And, uh, if you haven't gone through the program, I encourage you. It's free. You can sign up alpha.com. Like just walk through uh, and it just very basic stuff of uh, why we believe in the Bible and why, why we pray and why, why Jesus came for us and, and all this stuff. And it builds your identity in Jesus. And when you discover your purpose um, for being here and, and, uh, then you're able to walk in freedom because you know, no matter what things come at us from the left or right, like that 
that we're going to be able to stand strong in the end because this life is only temporary. Like we're, we're living for a greater purpose and, and um, yeah, so that's, that's what I stand on. It's like, why not stand up? Like, who cares? Like I, like I'm fortunate to live in a country where I probably won't get killed for it. Not but yet. even if they, even if they do, right. Like I know that this life, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, as the non-reverend of the, of the podcast, like you have this thousand dollar plus machine in your hand and there's something called the Bible app. Download it and remember the little nursery rhyme. Read your Bible, pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. And you have to start questioning things. You have to be thirsty. You have to you have to pursue knowledge not only to grow but to be able to articulate your position on why you believe what you do anybody can say oh i believe in this the follow-up question is going to be why and if your answer is oh i don't know that's what i've always been taught how is that going to reflect to somebody who wants to know more Right. I'm, I think you preached, what, two weeks ago, Daniel, about Trailblazer, right? Number one. And Jesus, his parents lost him. Where was he? In the temple. Teaching and learning and sharing the word. If Jesus is going to use the word, does it make it any less for us? Absolutely not. So go to yeah alpha great place to start your next level is how you build your relationship with christ and how to build your foundation because as we've seen even from me growing up from where i was in high school to now there there's so much more information out there you know um there's a so what we use in train to invest is there's a need to know and there's a nice to know Right? You need to know your faith in order to defend it. And not defend it in a way that you guys are wrong, I'm right. But defend it in, this is how I'm going to live my life. This is what I'm going to choose to do or not to do. This is why I'm doing it. Right, And once you have the, the knowledge in your head, the heart will explode. You'll see opportunities where you never knew you could even take an opportunity before. Somebody may be, you know, taking a, a scripture out of context, but because you've studied the word, you're like, hey, actually, this is what I think it is, and this is why. You can have an intelligent conversation, because, I, I, again, I think I'm, I'm quoting Daniel again, you're never going to force and argue somebody into a relationship with Christ. And I'm, I'm going to say this for myself, I make mistakes all the time. All the time. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. But when people know what you stand for and recognize that this person has standards and boundaries and they will hold on to them, that's going to be something that is different than everybody else. And that's the difference that's going to spark a question in somebody. That's a difference that's going to make them go, well, maybe I don't want to talk to Joel about this because I kind of only know him from work, but I know this other person in my life who's a Christian. Let's talk to them about that. Or let's Google something. And that it's, the, it's that practicality that people are going to be drawn to. But without, without the knowledge, without that thirst, without that desire and want to know more and to get deeper with God, you won't be able to show that to the world. And, you know, things like going to, I know we got Bible studies on Tuesdays or, or Wednesdays uh, across the world. There's Bible studies online. We talked about last week about surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. Get to know some older people who are Christians, more mature in their faith. They will, there's, there's a saying where you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. That applies to your faith as well. These guys, you guys are younger than me. 
But you guys know a lot more about the Bible than I do. So when we talk about stuff, I tend to listen more. You got to surround yourself with people who are going to help you, hold you accountable, so that you can really show the love of God to everybody else. Guys, I think that's great. I think it's really good. Um, I think I to 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 end it here. I'll I'll just give a shout out to our our Bible school teacher in uh, high school, Daryl Rempel, Mister Remps, Remps, um, giving us some love on our our socials there. And uh, this is what his desire was for us, right? For us to be rooted in our foundation and our biblical foundation and our love for Jesus and 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 sharing that throughout our lives and whether we're reverends or not we can still do that and um, that's what we're called to do and I think that's what puts the biggest smile on his face so shout out to Remps uh, we love you too man and uh, thanks for listening today coach wrap it up follow us on Instagram follow us on our socials YouTube uh, hit the website uh, let's go to urbanhope.com Put some kids through basketball. Um, we love you guys. We love interacting with you guys. So uh, keep the engagement up. Share the pod. Like and subscribe. All that good stuff. Um, you never know who is going to need to hear this. You don't know. I don't know. God does. So like, subscribe, share. And uh, you guys have a good week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>